Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny has now hit theaters worldwide. So today I'm going to be ranking all five Indiana Jones movies from the worst to the best. Please note that the sound quality does improve about five minutes into this episode. I had a bit of a, I had a, bit of a mix up in my recording that I honestly didn't realize until I posted this. So I'm so sorry about the audio in the first five minutes. If you want to skip past it, just skip past number five and go straight to number four. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. I am so sorry for the absolute garbage sound quality. I have no idea if this is even going to send out, end up sounding worthy of being posted, so I might even decide to never post this. So me even apologizing for the terrible sound might not even ever be heard. But anyways, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is finally here. This is, of course, one of my most anticipated movies of the year because I love the original three films, particularly Raiders and Last Crusade. So going into 2023, Dial of Destiny was one of those movies that had the highest potential to probably frustrate and disappoint me, but also at the same time be way more amazing than I hoped. Maybe like another Lego City sequel we got last year with Top Gun Maverick, which is now one of my favorite movies ever made. And I was hoping Dial of Destiny would fall somewhere in there, even if it wasn't going to live up to the original trilogy. Actually, I shouldn't compare it to Top Gun Maverick, but just a really solid Indiana Jones movie. You can now go check out my full review for my full thought on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, but today I'm going to be stacking it up against the previous four films that we've had and ranking it from worst to best. Now, please note, this ranking will include spoilers for the first four films. At least I'm going to openly mention spoilers, but I will not be revealing anything about Dial of Destiny that has not been revealed in the trailers if you haven't seen it yet. The movie just came out a day or two ago in different markets. Don't worry, you will be completely safe here. And with that said, let's get started. And starting off my ranking at number five is Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This is not only a bad movie, it's also just not a good Indiana Jones movie. And, and that's true really any way you spin it, in my personal opinion. For me, this is a film that I really wish I could enjoy as much as some people claim they do. It's not completely terrible. Steven Spielberg is a very talented director. He's probably the greatest director ever made. And some of that talent shines through enough to make the ideas in this movie seem a little more digestible and not terrible as they actually are. And I will say that some of the action scenes in this movie are quite entertaining. There's still some stunt work, and it looks cool when there's when you can't notice it's on a green screen the production design again when it's not on a green screen still gives some of that classic indiana jones vibes and the vibes and some of the very few practical effects used are actually pretty cool spielberg is a world-class director and while it's easily one of his worst movies him making an indiana jones film with a bit more of a modern technology can definitely be entertaining i like the 50s sci-fi angle of the story in, in concept But for me, it just goes way too far in the third act. And I think Harrison Ford is still charming with Indiana Jones. John Williams is still firing on all cylinders. But beyond that, this film just makes so many mistakes that an Indiana Jones movie shouldn't be made, considering everybody who made the original trilogy pretty much came back here. This film is dramatically worse than the original trilogy and by a pretty unacceptable degree. And... For one, the grounded and real feeling of the first three movies is mostly non-existent because of the overuse of CGI and green screen. 
it's just one of the worst crimes this movie and this franchise could have committed going into the final two films. It feels too digital, and I honestly have no idea what they were thinking leading so hard in that direction. This movie also strains way too much credibility for my taste in terms of just how invincible Indiana Jones is. Like, the nuke fridge scene is one of the most dunked on and terrible and over-the-top scenes in any comic, in any, I don't know, comic movie, any blockbuster ever. There's kind of some fast and furious level, like just complete nonsense stunts in this film, and I just don't like that for Indiana Jones. The third act is not only riddled with god-awful ideas, but it looks really bad. And the 50s sci-fi inspiration work on a conceptual level. Once you actually see it executed and fit in the world of Indiana Jones, it does not work, and it feels out of place. Even the needed wonder or fear of seeing the aliens for the first time isn't very well captured in my mind. And actually having the skull be so otherworldly, being from this interdimensional space, not a great idea for an Indiana Jones film. And I'm also not a big fan of Shia LaBeouf's mutt in this film. He's very unlikable and creates some really awkward conflicts within the story that I just don't like seeing with Indiana Jones. It's nice to see Marion back, but her return doesn't really make you feel the way it should. And I don't even think they give her enough time with Indy for the final moments in the film to actually be impactful when they do decide to get married. It kind of felt... It just didn't feel as impactful as it should have been. Moreover, I feel like the villains were a big miss in this film. They're easily the worst, even includes, including Dial of Destiny and the entire franchise, which is so disappointing considering there's some great actors here. I think that some of the way the third act was and just the character motivations, again, I just wasn't a big fan of in this film. I didn't really understand Indy's stake in this story. And by the end, it really lacked the Indiana Jones magic. Coming to my number four is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Easily one of the most frustrating films I've seen this year in that James Mangold is a terrific director, but unfortunately inside of this franchise and Steven Spielberg being such a big part of what made those three, the first three films as special and memorable as they are, it just doesn't really capture the feeling, again, like with my number five, that I want from Indiana Jones film. Harrison Ford has still got the charm, charisma, and comedic timing as Indiana Jones, and I think his back and forth with Phoebe Waller-Bridge gets better as the film goes along. The first 20 minutes definitely feel the most like classic indie, and I think the dial itself, and in terms of the MacGuffin and the history it has, feels well fleshed out, like in, I would say, Raiders of Lost Ark and Last Crusade. It's competently made, and it's a solid production when it's put together. But unfortunately, I just find that I'm so mixed about so much of this film. The action sequences are very forgettable. None of them are memorable. There's a lack of geography and just stunt work, practical effects them that make for them just feeling too digital, which is, which is a big disappointment for me. And where Indiana Jones is as a character to me was very weirdly handled. And again, when it comes to Indiana Jones, I do not want to see him as an old man who's just so down on himself that doesn't have doesn't the movie isn't able to get back to how indiana jones is until so late into the movie and even by then he doesn't even get to do much and it's even more disappointing that it, that that transition doesn't feel earned inside of here the usage of the side characters i thought was a mix it was a big mixed bag i think that some of them are way overused like the young character teddy while some of the very promising characters are either 
gotten rid of too quickly or are completely wasted, even though they had just the story reasons to bring them in, like Sala. Matt Mickelson is, again, I like Matt Mickelson. I think he's a really good actor. But also beyond that, I love him in these type of villain roles, even though he plays, like, the same character every time. Unfortunately, the issue is his motivations are revealed so late that you're kind of just uninterested in him. The humor here, I thought, was, again, very hit and miss and more miss than hit for me. And the third act, to me, went a bit too far in terms of the supernatural element, and it didn't quite come together for me. As a whole, I think the film just left me feeling very empty due to the lack of magic on this adventure because of the very CGI look, very green screen and digital effects in the action scenes. Moreover, though, in my opinion, there's just a character choice made for this film so late into it that really turned me off. And it was easily one of my least favorite aspects of this film. And the plot is also repetitive and because that it just goes on too long. Again, I love James Mangold as a director. He's easily one of my top 10 favorite directors working today. But this is easily one of my least favorite of his films. And it's also the one film of his that I just would never be able to tell you that's a James Mangold film. This is this feels like anyone could have, di- could have directed it. It just seeps a generic studio movie. And it put in a franchise where Spielberg and Lucas are have so much of their hands in it for the first three films. And those first three films are classics. When this movie is lacking the magic I watched from an Indiana Jones film and left me underwhelmed because of so many of my issues I just explained... I left feeling a lot more disappointed with this movie than I should have if it kind of were just a standalone film. I think as an Indiana Jones movie, it looks a lot worse. Now, when compared to a lot of other movies that's come out this year, I think it's good enough. It does the job. But inside of this franchise, I think it easily is one of the weakest entries. Number three, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Now, when it comes to this movie, I thought I loved it. The first time I watched this film years and years back, way before the pandemic, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a ton of fun. I honestly loved it. I thought it was such a blast. I loved the horror elements. I loved almost everything about this movie. And it seems like when it comes to this movie, this is a movie that over the years, most people have come to really enjoy. But oddly enough, on this recent rewatch, I was pretty disappointed that I didn't enjoy it as much as I remember. And it's clearly the weakest of the original trilogy. But with that said, I still think it's a very good movie. It's really enjoyable. But it has way more clear issues than I remember. But it is really works still as a very different type, but still classic Indiana Jones adventure. I think it's still really solid. Maybe the strongest aspect of this movie is that it is in no way a retread of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Spielberg went full in to make the most unique film he could from that iconic original film. And moving on from that, I really admire what they did with this film. It's a lot darker and a lot more violent than the original film and the rest of the franchise, which really makes it stand out amongst the pack. There's some really efficient gross-out gags that happen quickly and a lot of shenanigans that never feel overcooked and really get under your skin well, and they really stick with you. And I think it's something that this movie does. It really does have so many memorable moments. It gets really weird in the back half, and I think that's where... It gets the strongest and really wears its inspirations on its sleeves. And this is also the one where the fantastical element comes in the quickest, so it's able to be explored and utilized to its full potential. Seeing evil Indiana Jones is a ton of fun. And Harrison Ford, by this point, has the character's trademarks uh, down a lot more. And even because of where it takes place in in the timeline, this shows more of Indiana Jones as a bit of a scoundrel, and he's a bit more of a 
complete douchebag who's not really doing anything for the right reason. This movie actually has a really good character arc for Indiana Jones, where he goes from just being the guy looking for fortune and glory to actually being the hero rescuing these child slaves. And my God, I forgot how dark this movie was. There's some great comedic moments. Short Round, I think, is a fantastic side character that completely can go toe-to-toe with Indiana Jones and make complete sense. In the third act in particular, I think he really shows his strengths and the why and why Indy carries him around, and I really love that. And not only is not only do I think the third act of this movie is actually my favorite Indiana Jones third act, or maybe second favorite with Last Crusade, it's also the longest. I would say like the final 40 to 45 minutes are non-stop, white-knuckled, and absolutely thrilling. There's just back-to-back amazing stunt after back-to-back amazing stunt. Like, it is amazing. The minecart chase is one of my favorite action sequences of all time, even though I think a few shots, are, again, are very CGI-heavy, even though, again, that's the limitation of the technology for that time. It's so fun to watch, and one of the most unique chases of all time. The bridge scene is another iconic moment, and the stunts now in particular feel so visceral and real, and I just love like how we get to see how jacked Indiana Jones is and Harrison Ford just going full on in terms of his him becoming the action hero. And the simple hand-to-hand fighting is crazy. The horror element with Mola Ram are awesome. And the evil indie sequence, again, is so much fun. There's even a great callback to Star Wars 1977 with a very similar scene that Harrison Ford did in that film. And John Williams topped himself with Temple of Doom. My biggest issue with Indiana Jones' Temple of Doom, though, does boil down to its pacing and length. This film, I think, is pretty poorly paced and very uneven, and I think there's such a distinction between the two halves of this film, where I would say the first and third acts together are very fast-paced and very exciting, while the second act just lulls way too much. There's one that's much more entertaining and one that feels just too bogged down by too many exposition-heavy scenes that go on way too long. This film, this film feels like it really takes forever to get into the meat and bones of the adventure. And I think it really hurt the pacing here. And the film feels a lot longer than it actually is, which is annoying because this movie's under two hours long. Kate Capshaw also, her character's not good in this movie. Willie is one of the worst characters at, in any adventure film ever, in my opinion. She is absolutely unbearable. And I'm playing the comparison game hardier, but I just don't find the adventure in this film to be as plain fun as the previous the both Raiders and Last Crusade. I think a big part of that is that the Shankara stones on their own aren't as interesting. My runner-up is Raiders of the Lost Ark. This movie is so beloved, it is so iconic, that sometimes it does make it very difficult to talk about this movie because of how high of a regard it's held. But to me, this is one of those 80s, 70s, 90s classics that when I did actually finally watch them, despite of how much I'd heard about it over the years, it really lived up to its name. And that, that was such a delight and such a refreshing feeling for me. In a time where I was watching so many old movies and just not really feeling what other people saw and felt, this film lived up to almost everything. But for me, it was for a long time my favorite Indiana Jones film. But I think on my most recent rewatches, another one snuck into number one. And by process of elimination, you know exactly what that is. But... This film is one of the most ad- best adventure films of all time, and it is the adventure film that set the template, and it is the example that all other adventure films are matched up, are compared to. This, Indiana Jones himself, is the quintessential movie adventurer. And the reason he's so iconic, and I think one of the best characters of all time, is that he's just 
setting out to return artifacts to a museum, but through an adventure, ends up becoming a hero because he's constantly pulled into the into conflicts with Nazis, who Indiana Jones and a lot of people watching these movies definitely hate. Part of why he works so well is, of course, Harrison Ford, who's giving one of his most fun performances of all time in here. There's so many iconic moments in this movie, and Ford's constant charisma and charm is a lot of the reason why it works. The character is a perfect, a professor who's in over his head, but very good at being a lot more than that and is so entertaining to watch. And even the way he's introduced with the John Williams Ford is absolutely brilliant. He's almost per first portrayed with this air of mystery in this cold open. It's just one of the most thrilling opening sequences of all time. And this movie kind of set the template a lot of blockbusters and action adventure films go on today. The treasure hunting in this movie is the best in the franchise, in my opinion, because it makes sense. It's easy to follow, but it does have so many clever elements to it. Some of the sequences like Indy down in the mini cave in the desert are just, just as engaging as the action scenes. The practical sets and costumes are always a delight. It feels This movie feels probably, I would say, the most rugged and dirty of all the films, I guess along with Temple of Doom. Spielberg understands that realism and verisimilitude will always make the film more immersive. And, and, the, and the practical effects in the action are insane. The car chase is one of the greatest of all time because it feels feasible. That stunt double or Harrison Ford was actually being dragged by that car. The boulder sequences were amazing. And come on, John Williams' score is just one of the greatest of all time. It's one of the most iconic themes in film history. It's so upbeat and it just sticks in your head for days after you rewatch any one of these movies. The old school sound effects with the whips and guns sound great. And they're just the icing on the cake. The script is also done to near perfection because it manages to make you invest in Indy with wanting to find the Ark of the Covenant, enough to still be so satisfied in the climax when there's just a box being opened and no very clear action scene. And I think it's so interesting the way the film ends on that note as opposed to something like Temple of Doom and is still as good as it is. Raiders of the Lost Ark is iconic for a reason. There's pretty much nothing wrong with the movie. I think just maybe every now and then, there's sequences that because of where because of when this when this film was made, it maybe go on a little, little longer than I would like, and maybe it would be maybe it would be for a modern film, or at least enough for a modern viewer to be as engaged. But this is a damn near perfect movie. It's been beloved for nearly well, actually, you know, over forty years now, and I think this is a one timeless adventure. But coming into my number one, one of my favorite films of all time and the best Indiana Jones movie is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This film has it all. It has all the amazing action, wonderful spectacle, hilarious gags, adventure of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and for a lot of times, Temple of Doom. But this film has something that those movies just didn't have enough of, and that is heart. Last Crusade definitely feels a lot more like Raiders than Temple of Doom. But obviously, which is obviously a very conscious choice due to the relatively weaker reception of Temple of Doom. But while this film has the same order of setup, I really don't understand the complaint that this is too much of a retread of that film. Because at its core, it has a wildly different central character dynamic and journey that is completely different for Indiana Jones than Raiders. And I just kind of really dismiss that complaint personally. This movie really humanizes Indiana Jones in a way that doesn't bring him down. Like, I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny fell into. There were always moments of that, a lot actually, but that really but this movie really centers on his relationship with his dad. And man, is it entertaining to see Harrison Ford and Sean Connery go back and forth as Indy and Henry Jones Sr. 
Harrison Ford delivers maybe his most versatile performance as Indiana Jones, at least before Dial of Destiny. But he's super funny, and but also really has moments of emotion, regret, and sadness. I really love his performance here, and his back and forth with Sean Connery is endlessly entertaining. This film is probably features my favorite of Sean Connery's performances, one of the most legendary actors of all time. And this is easily the funniest of all five Indiana Jones movies. The humor here is a little situational, but there are just as many of those which are great parts like, you know, Henry 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 messing up whatever Indy wants him to do. But the delivery of the main actors is just amazing. There's not a single joke in here for me that doesn't really land. I laugh at this movie no matter how many times, and I have seen it a lot, that I've seen it. And that their dynamic is just set up so beautifully once they meet in the castle. And the way Indy's perceived by him is so different that it grounds Indy immediately. And I think it's just such an interesting change-up of how the audience views Indiana Jones. Again, it's such a simple script-writing tool that's used here, but it's so powerful in this particular film because we really care about Indy as a character. This film also has by far the most emotional moments of the trilogy, like once Henry thinks Indy may have died, or when uh, Henry's first shot and they finally save him by getting the Holy Grail. And I just love the dynamic between them, and I honestly could talk about it endlessly. And it's my, it might be my favorite aspect of any Indiana Jones film, and even getting some insight into Indy's first encounter with the fedora and kind of the opening scene, easily my favorite opening sequence of all time. And it's just that double opening and that transition between uh, young Indy and old Indy is one of the most master classes of editing I've ever seen. And it's just, again, John Williams' score is phenomenal. Not only the, the iconic theme, but even the grail theme used in the climax is, is spectacular. The goofier sounding music in this movie also really works. And I think that's really interesting. Every single action set piece in this movie is memorable. Even something as simple as Indy and Elsa walking through caverns surrounded by rats. The boat chase is so practical and so real. And the shot of Indiana Jones, the wide shot of him in frame while the propeller is breaking the boat. One of my favorite action shots of all time. And one of the greatest things I've ever seen captured on camera. The stunts are the best in the tank chase later in the film, though, when Indy's being dragged against the wall. And the dirt's just flying everywhere. You really feel it as slow as it is. That That's a long take. And I think it's a really impressive one from Spielberg. And the blocking here is excellent. The final act of this film is also superb. What really elevates the plot here in my mind compared to Temple of Doom is that I'm actually invested in the pursuit of the grail. And kind of this mystery that's around it. The third act also has higher emotional stakes because of the added element of his dad having been shot. Once again, Spielberg shows that an action-adventure climax isn't always the best course of action for an action-adventure film, and it, spoils, it boils down to choosing which cup is the grail. And the greed of a lot of the villains is what, again, brings them down. That's kind of the case with most of these Indiana Jones films. It is perfect. The moment, the moment where Henry finally calls Indiana Jones Indiana, like he's always wanted to be called, is one of my favorite action movie moments of all time, and one of, just one of the most powerful payoffs in any movie. And this movie, of course, has the perfect ending for Indiana Jones, with Indy and his supporting cast literally riding off into the sunset as the amazing, iconic Raiders March is playing. And that brings us to the end of another ranking. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to tell me your favorite Indiana Jones movie in the by answering the poll over on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.